I've pretty much always had a full-time job and I always had my passion projects. I don't think I ever called them side hustles. They were just things I love to do. So when I, my first job at a PR firm in New York, all white clients, I didn't care. I didn't care about that stuff, but I had good friends from Maryland who were starting their own ventures and they needed PR people. They needed PR, they needed press. And I was the only person that knew that world. And so I was doing that from, you know, 2005, working my entry level job, I was doing that on the side, but I didn't, I didn't think of it as a side. I was I'm like, I'm a PR, I have a PR company. And I did that for a while. And then that morphed into camp through lots of different iterations. And I just, I kind of always looked at it as this is cool. I'm a marketing person. I work at this school doing the marketing, just like I worked at nonprofits doing the marketing. And this is the other thing that I like right. and I enjoy that I can build. I don't think you have to be all in to make something work. I didn't correction. I didn't think that back then. Now I think that just because of the trajectory of how my life is shaping out. Hey you welcome to shades of content, a show that teaches entrepreneurs how to effectively use content to market their business and stay content while doing it. I'm your host Patrice, a wife, a mom of three and a 15 year public relations and marketing professional who decided to open a brick and mortar content studio four years ago. And I honestly haven't looked back since. Join me as I share my experiences and the experiences of other entrepreneurs who, like me, are navigating this maze of owning a business, running a family, and trying to stay sane and healthy while doing it. I'll tell you, it's an amazingly challenging journey, but I honestly wouldn't have it any other way. See you soon. I wanted to talk to you guys quickly about business credit, about how I've been able to use business credit for my business. So I've spent like the last year and a half trying to get my credit up, like getting in the 700s was really something that was important to me. And I personally was not applying to anything, but I spent a lot of time again, like two years, two and a half years trying to like raise my credit score. And I was very proud of that. Doing that, I was afraid to also apply for business credit. So one day, I think I might've been talking to my accountant and, I, and he was like, just apply for the business credit card, Patrice. This is not, it's not gonna hurt you. So I did it and I was able to get two business credit cards, a Capital One Visa and an American Express Platinum. And I didn't realize why people were talking about business credit. I didn't realize why people were doing it. I kind of just thought it was y'all just trying to get this money. But actually, these things have been very helpful with me running my business. So the way I do it is I use my Capital One card to pay for all of the businesses monthly expenses, the things that I know I gotta pay for. Put it all on the card. At the end of the billing period, I just pay it off, right? So if you guys have been on the fence about whether or not you want to apply for a business credit card, you do have to have good personal credit. I think sometimes people think they can apply for these business credit cards and it does not factor in your personal credit. It does. They're going to ask for your EIN number, but they're also going to ask for your personal information, which includes your social. So you definitely want to have your ducks in a row and make sure you got your personal stuff together for a higher chance of getting approved. Also, I am not a financial advisor. I'm none of those things. I'm just telling you my personal experience. But if you're on the fence, I would suggest doing it so that it can free up some of your funds, your actual liquid cash, and you can have some more flexibility, right, to do what you need to do. I also feel like, and I know interest rates, again, I'm not the professional. I don't know any of that stuff. Of course, the credit card interest rate is going to be a lot higher than a loan, but loans are really hard to get. And again, if you have a system and a strategy for paying off the debt, you know, you'll be fine. If you're interested in applying to a Capital One card, there are links in the show notes. 
I'm your host, Patrice Camo, and I believe this is episode 95. You guys, I can't keep up, but I'm saying all that to say we are almost at our 100th episode, and I am literally, I'm really happy. I'm really happy. Anywho, this is actually a replay, an interview that I did with my friend Jasmine Smith. She is a mom of a college young man, which I'm always just in awe of. She's an entrepreneur. She is a communication strategist. She is killer when it comes to management and systems and event planning and marketing. And um, she started a podcast called Built to Quit. I believe it was earlier this year, and I was one of the guests on it. And it was also special, kind of full circle, because she also recorded a lot of the first episodes in Camp Space, my business, and she did the branding photo shoot at Camp. So, you know, these are the things that this is really why camp exists, right? It's not there so you can, like, take pretty pictures. It's there. Camp exists so it can really be, like, this one-stop hub for you to build your brands and build your business. And when I see that people created in the space and it whatever they created in the space was what allowed them to flourish and launch and do and be and make money, like, that's why. <laughs> So this is a replay of an interview that I did with her, and we talk about my very, very first job. We talk about my um, start doing work with my dad as when he was an entrepreneur. We talk about the value of mentorship. Um, We talk about a lot of things, and it's really just like us having a conversation, which is honestly what I like interviews to be. I don't even call that. Reach out to people to be on Shades of Content. I don't say I want to interview you. I really say it's a conversation that we're having. So... This is a replay, and it's only just a snippet of the episode, like a half of the episode. So definitely click the link in the show notes so you can hear the entire episode. This is really good, and that show is really good. She talks to a wide variety of people who have essentially quit their nine to fives in unique ways. And when I say quit, I put that in quotes because if you know my story, you know I was fired. I ain't quit. I was fired. So everybody's story is different. Check out the Built to Quit podcast. And then what else? Make sure you leave a rating and a review. I haven't gotten any new reviews, and that makes me think maybe people just aren't listening or watching, whatever. But you know what? I'm going to keep going because I'm at episode 100 almost, and I know that I want to be doing this for the long haul. Make sure you also check out at Camp Spaces um, on our Instagram. Check out at Shades of Content Instagram. I'm going to be announcing over the next month, we'll just say the next month, some things are going to be announced, honestly, starting as soon as next week with how we're going to bring in the 100th episode. So just tap in. Let me know if you're feeling this. Let me know if you're not. Let me know how I can be better. I did some some soul searching last night on the type of guests that I need to bring back to the show because sometimes you think that people want to hear something because you want to talk to those people, but in actuality, those people aren't connecting to your target audience. So I'm thinking through these things and just trying my best to be the best host, the best creator, and the best curator of how Shades of Content shows up for you. So anyway... Check out the episode. Yes, again, it's another, it's a replay, but replays are great because sometimes you don't hear the other content. You don't hear all the content that I put out. So this was a great interview, and I hope that it allows you to find yet another source of inspiration via Jasmine's show, Built to Quit. Yeah, everything you need is in the show notes, and uh, have an amazing Friday. I want to know, what was your first job? Oh, my God. My first job. <laughs> 
my very first job that I got paid for. So my dad, he had a general contracting business. That was his side hustle in the 90s before it was a thing. And so every weekend I would go with him to put flyers. That was their marketing flyers in mailboxes. He didn't pay me though. So, but that was like my first idea of working. Um, But my first job, I think I was in the 10th or 11th grade. I worked at a beauty supply store in Fort Washington, Maryland. It was owned by an Asian woman. And I stayed there for about two weeks because I did not like her attitude. Two weeks? Two weeks. I was like, yeah, I'm not coming back. And that was that. What was your last? <laughs> okay, the job didn't work was out. That? Wasn't a good person. It wasn't a good that, opportunity. I worked at Six Flags, which was an amazing. Like, I feel like yo. everyone that I know that's from the DMV has probably worked at Six Flags. That's the best job. I never worked at Six Flags, but I have was there every summer. All the time. So. Okay. I, was that, I was that girl that had that pass we got from Safeway. Right. Like I was one of those people. Yeah, Six Flags was a vibe. Um, so yeah, that was those were my first employment experiences. What was your last job? My last job, I was the parent outreach manager, like marketing manager for um, charter school in D.C. And that was the last time you were employed by someone else. Yeah. And so let's talk about like, why did you leave? How did that happen? (laughs) I'm very thankful for that experience. Right. I made some lifelong friendships and that job came to me from a relationship that I'd already had. I had done PR for the school years before. And they needed someone in that role and they called me and I took it. So I'm always very thankful for that because it came at a time where personal life was crazy and I needed that income. So I'm very thankful for it. I was there again for four years and I started that job in 2014. That was a year and a half before I started the journey of opening Camp Space. So when I decided to really go into camp space late 2015, early 2016, I was doing that and working at this job. But I honestly was very open about what I was doing. Uh, The principal at the time, who's a great friend of mine, I'll see him this weekend. I was like, oh yeah, I'm opening my space. Or my lunchtime, I would come here. Once we finally got the space, I would come here and like do whatever I needed to do, then hustle back. It, It wasn't far from here, thankfully. And my plan was just to be doing both. The job wasn't, it wasn't hard. There were some issues with leadership and I don't think it was the best place uh, mentally and emotionally for me to be, but at the end of the day, it was a check. And it was easy, like it was a school if I needed to bring my son to work with me, I it could just make it work. I had a nice big old classroom as my office. So fast forward to 2018 and it's the summertime. I was one of the staff members that worked during the summer. And the principal, who's my good friend, he had left. Once he left, it was kind of like we got a clean house because he was the old regime and leadership wanted the new regime. No, not mad at it at all. Um, And so (laughs) it was a Tuesday. I realized my email wasn't working. Me and my coworker, who's another good friend of mine still. Our email's not working. I'm like, oh, shit, we about to get yeah, we about to get fucking fired. Can we curse? Yeah, okay. absolutely, yes. But instead of like having the conversation, it was just the emails not working. Wow. The next day, maybe the day after, I was called into the office at like 12 o'clock. And they was like, okay, we're no longer need your services. I was like, so can I leave now? And wow. so that was that. Um, and that just came at a crazy time. Camp had already opened. Okay. So again, I was doing this, da, 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 which was fine. I remember when I, when I opened camp, I put flyers in everybody's mailbox. I had these really nice postcards. You went back to the first job that you had How about was putting, that? was How the flower. So you had flyers. So you'd already kind of developed that skill. I knew. Boom, 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 boom. Of like getting out there hustling. I put it in all wow. the staff mailboxes. Wow. Um, before you left. Before I left. 
it wasn't the day I got fired. It was a, maybe the week before. I'm like, oh, I got these nice ass postcards. These people, my principal, he was the first person to host an event here. He had wow. his 40th birthday party here. So I was like, well, I'm gonna just let the people know what's popping, yeah. you know? So then I got fired and it was crazy because I don't know if I knew I was pregnant with my third baby at the time. Okay. So my husband and I decided at that time we had our oldest son and then we had a one and a half year old. We just decided it didn't make sense to go back to work. Just stay home. Let's save on some daycare. Okay. Stay home with baby girl. I'm pregnant. When he comes, then I'll just be home with them. And I've just been home. I'm air quotes because that's a that's a job. And stay at home moms. You are everything. Yeah. And that I worked way I work way harder at home than I did at, in any job. So let me ask you, you were building camp while you were still working. Did mm-hmm. you see camp as a side hustle or did you see yourself as an entrepreneur or what's something you just were, were doing, like just opening a business? And I'm I, asking because to me, this notion of like entrepreneur, entrepreneur is just, it's just, the word is overused, yeah. but it's also undervalued. But then like side hustle was a thing, especially for black people, right? Yeah. A lot of us have to side hustle just to make ends meet mm-hmm. and to survive, not because we necessarily want to do it. Mm. So how did you see camp space? Because you didn't know you were going to be, No, not at all. No, I think those words are so interchangeable, right? And I don't know if there's a definition for any of it. I've always been the type, so I've I've pretty much always had a full-time job and I always had my passion projects. I don't think I ever called them side hustles. They were just things I love to do. So when I, my first job at a PR firm in New York, all white clients, I didn't care. I didn't care about that stuff, but I had good friends from Maryland who were starting their own ventures and they needed PR people. They needed PR, they needed press. And they, I was the only person that knew that world. And so I was doing that from, you know, 2005, working my entry level job. I was doing that on the side, but I didn't, I didn't think of it as a side. I was I'm like, I'm a P, I have a PR company. And I did that for a while. And then that morphed into camp through lots of different iterations. And I just, I kind of always looked at it as, this is cool. I'm a marketing person. I work at this school doing the marketing, just like I worked at nonprofits doing the marketing. And this is the other thing that I like and I enjoy that I can build. I don't think you have to be all in to make something work. I didn't correction. I didn't think that back then. Now I think that just because of the trajectory of how my life is shaping out. But for me, it was always like, I'm also the type of person for me, a, a idle mind is a devil's playground, right? So if I don't have a lot going on, then I'm not good. I need to have two or three things to keep my focus because if I don't have anything, then I just kind of stop. And that's not good for me. Yeah, and I so. want to go back to one. I just want to acknowledge that you're married. You I have am. children. Yeah, girl. And when this, when this, you know, when you started camp, you were married with children, uh-huh. third baby on uh-huh. the way. Did your husband have any like trepidation to you, you know, now, you know, and I'm just, and if I'm being going too much into your no, business, no. Girl, let me know, but just want to know like how supportive was your husband in like, okay, yes, you're going to stay home, but you're staying home, but you're also still running a business. Right. So what was that, that like for you all's relationship? And I just want to unpack that because some people, you know, I have to have significant yeah. others that they have to take into consideration in terms of making that decision. I think. But in the beginning, it was even before camp existed when I was doing the PR stuff and had another job. My husband was always like, oh, yeah, I think he always kind of looks at it as, oh, that's just something else she's doing because he knows I'm a creative person that always got something going on. But then I'm home after being let go and I'm taking care of the kids. So it's not really this idea of she's working full time, you know. Right. But now that the kids are in school and we have to pay for daycare. Right. 
these conversations of literally, okay, how is your time being spent? If you're home, then there needs to be income coming in to offset this cost of our kid not being home with you. Because as a three-year-old, I mean, he could be home with me until he's pre-K, but which is free. But we send him to a really nice, you know, preschool that has to be paid for. So there were lots of tough conversations of me not feeling like he understood what I was doing. But more so me feeling like what I was doing wasn't good enough because it wasn't bringing in six figures. And I've had to tell him, I think it's better now, but I've had to say things like, you know, in addition to me bringing home, because I do pay myself through camp. It's not a lot, but I do pay myself monthly, which takes care of that daycare plus some. But I'm also still taking care of the kids. So my full day, you know, I'm home after dropping off at 930. I got to be done by 230 to still pick up our daughter from school. So I'm not really still able to give the full eight hours a day or 10 hours. And I have sometimes I I don't have to do it any much anymore because he knows he okay. sees it. But I've had to say, let's break down the numbers. This is the amount of time that I get. Numbers don't lie. Cause they never lie. And this is my hourly rate. So actually, I'm paying myself exactly what I should be paying myself. So I think for those who are in similar situations, you really have to communicate because we all just think things. We yeah. think things that we know to be true that aren't true. Just just talk about it. Just ask the questions and just be honest about like where you are. And I, I think you have to also like set goals. I said to we're in year four, next year's year five. We need to like really be scaling for real if I keep this thing going past year five. You know, with some of the other things we have going on, I might not even need to have this location anymore, you know? So just you just got to talk about it. And I'm a creative thinker. I move how I move. I love people, you know. And my husband is a IT cyber guy, like that brain. He doesn't understand anything about like the. He'll say, "Well, did you run ads on Twitter?" I'm like, "My people aren't on Twitter. What are you talking about?" <laughs> so I, that's just an example. He's right. we're just different, different brains. Yeah. But he's also been the one to say to me, "We may talk about this." He said to me last year. Black Girl Holidays, which is the content calendar that I created, was only digital. He's the one that said to me, so are you going to make print copies? Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he adds so much value. And we we work well when we just communicate. And I, you know, we just got to just talk about it. What's happening? Just talk about it. So Communication is important in every aspect. Every. Um, business and personal. And, it's I just, mean, it's so I believe as a professional communicator, I do believe that communication has the power to change the world. If people did it the mm. right way, the world would be such a different place if mm. people communicated. Mm-hmm. That's my, my thing. But people have to know how. Because people have to be taught how right. to communicate. Yeah, you gotta right? be taught. People yeah. just aren't taught. Like, what does communication look like, right? Mm-hmm. I want to talk, I'm a mom as well, and so I want to speak to some other women that are also moms that are trying to figure out, mm-hmm. can you share a little bit about how did you create structure for yourself? And mm-hmm. like, you know, we know that camp was was already being stood up as you were working, but once you were just, you know, staying home to take care of your family and your household, but you were still also setting up and managing a business. What did that, how did you kind of create structure for yourself? Jasmine, I don't, I don't remember. I was just telling my oldest son, I was like, remember when I would pack the baby up, our middle daughter, Parker, I would, we would get up, I would put her in the car. I was pregnant and we would take my son to school all the way in upper Northwest that's a 45 to an hour minute drive every morning, bring Parker home. And then 
I guess I would work. I don't know. This wow. is all a blur. Yeah. And then get back in the car at two and go back uptown to pick up RJ and then come home. Mind you, I was pregnant. And then once I had the baby, I was on bed rest for a little bit. But then it was packing them both two, up. Two children. To drop off. So I don't remember what that looked like. But I do remember over the last six months with baby boy, he went back. He started school in March. Restarted school in March. Not this last March. So about a year ago. Okay. And this past fall, I bought a desk and a really nice chair. So now I have a place to work. Okay. And that has been so important to just having a separate space. I don't have no doors. Like it's in our it's in our like little living room area. And that has been just so your, your, your space. It's my space. And I can't I used to think I could come here and work, but that's that's unrealistic cuz people rent the space out, right? So I just I keep my computer on my desk. When I need to work, I sit at my desk. And even I think people know, my family knows when mommy's at the desk, then she's probably not going to be available. You know? And so that's been extremely helpful and it's a tax write-off right because i'm doing work and it's crazy because i had been eyeing that desk for a good year where'd you get the desk from I'm pottery barn okay love okay, a pottery okay. barn so it's a nice it's a, a nice class. quality, it's a quality yes. desk okay. now and the chair i wanted was the original chair i wanted was 600 i found a much more affordable version for like 150 on wayfair okay. so at some point i'm going to decorate the entire space okay but that really helped bring this thing like how we, we got to take this seriously but I couldn't do that with the two-year-old sitting in my face it, I just couldn't do it not me some people are able to do that and also you know some people do the work at night when your kids go to sleep that's not me I've always been an early bedtime person so 10 o'clock I'm usually sleeping so the idea of having to be up and I remember my husband has said that he's like you know much love to him because I see where he was coming from but it was like you know when people start business they don't sleep Da, 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 da. Mind you, he ain't never started a business, but shade, oh. no shade, no shade. <laughs> I don't know if he'll hear this. And so I'm like, yeah, but I need to sleep because <laughs> I also have these little kids yeah. who are in the bed with me and kicking me. Like I actually need my sleep. I'm sorry, I don't. I'm not a 25 year old that's just up and doing whatever. Like I need sleep. I need to take care of myself. So yeah, moms get a desk or whatever and one other thing I think last year and I hope I'm not going on and on because you know your girl can go on and on but last year 2021 was like the year of me first so 2020 was we all know and then as I went into 2021 I said to my husband I need one week in a month for myself I don't know what I'm gonna do I don't know where I'm gonna be but one week in a month is for me so I started doing these momcations where I would just like maybe go to Annapolis and rent a hotel room for Friday to Sunday or DC or Miami, they're calling my momcations. And those were helpful to just not like, yeah, I would do work, but being able to do work literally with no distractions, like no kids anywhere around that you have to pick. You know what I'm saying? Like that was really cool. And so I also encourage moms, especially because a lot of times we do hold the brunt of it to yeah get a desk. That's fine. But you also have to like make sure you're taking time for yourself quiet time because when you have kids you forget what it's like to like not have to wake a kid up or not have to make dinner and um we, we should not have to do that all the time you know what I'm saying yeah, like yeah. of course communicate tell your partner in advance put it on a family calendar you know what I'm saying so you know you just you just got to put yourself first whatever that means 
and only you know like what it means for me looks different for what it means to jasmine but you do have to honor yourself and the, one last thing when i would post these momcations i would do like recaps woman would be like wait your husband just lets you go away for the weekend let let you let would say let, let go away he's okay. okay with that yeah and I don't mean it, yeah, as in I can do what I want. Right. I mean, yeah, as in we talked about it. We communicated. We communicated. <laughs> he understands this is what I need yeah. because I'm also a loner. Like, I like being by myself, you know? And so we agree to this. And if he want to go, he can do the same. I'd be right. wanting him to go away. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but he loves to be in the house. So that talking about it and just saying what you need because moms, especially, we always look about what everybody else mm. need. And we end up overweight, bags under our eyes not eating right and then you wake up your kids are 17 they don't give a goddamn right yeah yeah and what are you doing you know so so it's interesting your first initial answer was like I don't know what I did everything was a blur and I think that speaks Mm. to it takes time like no one just jumps out here as an entrepreneur and just especially as a mom and just you just this is how it's gonna be like you really have to figure out and navigate and it's amazing what you'll uncover about yourself which you did which was you needed boundaries Mm. And you needed a space and you created both of those for you. Yep. And I'm sure those things fueled creativity and gave you brought organization to how yep. you work. So I think that's awesome. And then this idea of like me time, I just think is essential. Um, whether you're a mother or not, everybody needs me everybody time. Men, needs women, it. however you self-identify, we all need that time, especially when you're growing a business and you're mm-hmm. managing so many things, right? You can be a full-time entrepreneur, but we all have other responsibilities outside of just building a business, right? In your case, it was, you know, three children and a husband. I just had one son, but I also had a full-time job, right? So I think just keeping in mind this idea of like, how am I taking care of myself in the midst of all this creative craziness I've created because I like to be busy and I like to, you know, build businesses and have passion projects and and work I like that um, creative craziness because that is what it feels like sometimes. And it's not a bad thing. Like it's, it's like this adrenaline rush. So no, I you you got to think through it. When you talk about boundaries and going back to things you did as a kid. So I remember I would have sleepovers. I was the only child for 15 years. So I know what it's like to not have no people. I like, I, that's how I work. It works well for me. I would have sleepovers and I would leave and go upstairs. I would with not people, with sleep your friends over. Down, yep. your friends I wouldn't, down? Friends, okay. cousins. I wouldn't sleep with them because I wanted to be in my own space. <laughs> In my room. So y'all just come over. You all can sleep yeah, here. Yeah, we will party. And, and we'll then, have fun. But when I get what I need my time. I'm out of here. Okay. I, I you know, and I just, when you look back at who you are now, you know, you were the same person for the most part. Yeah. So it's this matter of like, are you going to honor that? Like you said, setting the boundaries, getting the space for me, for you, it could be something else. Maybe you need noise. I don't know. But I think when we start to really just be true to us and own it and be okay with it because a lot of times we also don't want other people to judge who we are but if that's somebody that loves you then they should appreciate that and chances are they fell in love with you or whatever they appreciate you because of that you know we're trying to be everything for everybody and not ourselves and social media doesn't help because it tells you you need to be this way you need to be that way but you gotta keep it real with yourself yeah yeah that is that is true which i think that me time allows for that as well right when you can take yourself away from your family your friends your business i'm very much a introvert Mm -hmm. like yes i talk to people and i'm very vocal and i'm energetic but when it comes to like how i get my energy Mm -hmm. like i need to be by myself but what i found during the pandemic is like 
I can be home for four days straight and just be in my own space mm-hmm. and be happy. But when I need creativity, I actually need to connect with people. I just discovered that. And I'm yeah. like, okay, at least I'm self-aware. So I'm like, okay, once a week, somebody can come over. <laughs> yep. and I'm like, oh, I got ideas. Let me go execute. So this weekend, I'll probably be up because I'm like, yep. you know, Ty and Patrice just inspired yep. me this, this week. So um, it's the Sagittarius in us. Oh, that's what it is. Okay. All okay. day. Team Sag. <laughs> um, let, let's walk back. So you are four years into owning Camp Space. Mm-hmm. I did not know until you shared that you did not quit your job to start Camp yeah. Space. You'd already started it. And then I'm seeing there's like a reoccurring theme with a lot of entrepreneurs I'm speaking to and that most people are typically starting before they either quit or get fired. Yeah. Just kind of things happen that they had already started working mm-hmm. on a business. So want to talk to you a little bit about fear and like what that looks like for you. I don't want to assume that because you were married and you have a husband, you know, that you don't have moments of fear. You're still running a business. There's yeah. still, you know, bills and, you know, a team and, and operations. So can you share a little bit about how you deal with fear mm-hmm. and in what areas as an entrepreneur? Yeah, well, I think one mantra I've always said was that fear cancels faith. So fear can exist. Fear is very normal. I think we all feel it. But the point where the fear stops you is when you've allowed that to take over and you said, I have no faith in anything else. For some people, it's a higher power for me is God. So no matter how scared I am, I can't let that override the faith in that God wouldn't bring me here if he didn't know I could handle it. But I mean, personally, I feel fear often. Like I have a podcast episode that went live earlier today and I was telling the guest who has like 110,000 followers on Instagram and he's a, a brother at, at this point to me. But I was just like, yo, I'm nervous about this because it's going to be so many people looking at it. And I'm like, that ain't me. Like I'm I like to, you know, I'm the P, you know, I'm the PR girl. You know what I'm saying? So I was scared about that. Or when the pandemic happened the first month, I was um, happy, like I could break. I don't got to worry. About, I got to talk to all these people every day. But then it's like, oh wow, what if we have to cancel? What do we have to close? So I think, I think there are things that you can control, and I think there are things you can't control. And I think you can know that you did the best that you can. And at this point in my life, I rest, I rest knowing that I've done the best I can. And if that thing, whatever it is, doesn't work, I'm not afraid of it not working. It's just like, fuck it. It ain't work. What's next? I, yeah. I, I did the best I can. What's next? I think it probably had to take me some to get there. The last time I remember our grand opening, I was scared. My stomach was what hurting. What were you scared of? I had never had a brick and mortar before. And we had been open for two months before the actual grand opening. But it was like, yo, this is happening. And all that comes with it is happening. I've been scared about not being able to pay the bills, but get you a little quick loan. Boom, boom, boom. Move that money okay. around. Like, you know, I think there, <laughs> there has to be some level of hustle to figuring it out. And those who are able to be scrappy at $10 million in revenue or $10,000, those are the, the efforts that are going to last. If you want it to last, maybe you just want to do it for two years. That's okay too. So, um, you know, for me, I, I, and I tell people often, cause I talk to a lot of women, especially who are just scared and I just be like, okay, so why are we talking about it then? Yeah. Either you going to be scared, but let the faith still move you or you're going to be scared and stop. Otherwise I don't, I don't really have anything to talk about. I also don't have patience when it comes to stuff like that, because I know all I've been able to do with all of the things that I got going on. You know, my husband's an army reservist. He's been deployed three times to Afghanistan you know, we've been separated twice. I got, you know, we got kids. Like 
and shit's still moving. So while I understand everybody's different and I'm not judging, I'm going to hold you to the same standard I hold myself to. If I can get it done through whatever, I'm expecting you to, too. And if not, that's okay. But I'm probably not the person you should talk to. Because I'm just be like, yo, are you serious right now? It must be a sad thing. It is. Girl, we ain't got time. I'm like, Patrice is me and I am Patrice. You're my spirit. (laughs) We are. We're like spirit sisters. Um, (laughs) And I I like to bring up the topic of fear because I believe and, and almost know that the reason people shy away from can I run my business full time? Mm-hmm. It's it's all out. It's fear. It's, it's fear, fear of not knowing. It's yep. fear of I'm not going to have enough money. Yep. It's fear of, and I think people need to focus more on what you can do and let exactly. that drive you in addition to, well, what are you going to believe in beyond what you can do? Right. And to your point, everyone believe I believe in God, like God is first in my life. You know, when I have those moments, that's who I talk to and go yeah. to. And he has not, you know, failed me personally, mm. but I think you're right. I think it's more of us, you know, hustle, how can I make it work? I don't have a whole lot, but this is what I do have. That's what I got. And if you want to do it, you can do it. And this the beautiful thing is like, if it doesn't work out, you can go back to work. <laughs> People always forget that. Yeah. People always forget that. And I'll say, so I, I, I remember this reminded me of another time within the last two weeks where I experienced fear. I had said to myself this year, I'm going to make money this year. I've built up enough. I'm going to really make money. And these opportunities started to come, but they weren't through camp. They were doing contracting social media, these contract jobs. And so, as I mentioned earlier, where before I would do this, do that, do this, in order for me to make money through camp, I have to focus on camp. So that's where I am right now. So knowing this, I still took on this social media contract, nice paying contract. And as I'm going through this onboarding process, contract paid, money paid, I'm like, yo, I can't do this. I cannot do this. And it took me, I had that email to the organization's leader who hired me, who signed the contract in drafts for four days. And I was afraid to send it. And I just had to send it. I had to honor myself. And I sent it and I, you know, I gave other options, other referrals. But um, the idea of leaving a five-figure social media contract on the table and ending our camp membership, which we didn't talk about. We don't need to because it don't, it don't exist no more. Okay. But that was bringing in four figures a month. Not doing it anymore because I need to focus. That's scary. But it needs to happen. Because I can't keep being in 17 places at one time if I want this thing to grow. I, I got to focus. So, yeah, I, I ended up pressing sin because we just got to do it. Yeah. And everybody, it was handled the right way. So there were no issues, no hard, no hard feelings. You know, you do what you got to do, but I trust that money going to come back. You know, I um, met with my mentor this morning. We meet once a month and he said something to me that resonated that something that you just said it was in alignment with. And he said to me, we we're talking about scaling and like, how do you do you hire and then go after the work or do you get the contract mm. and then hire? And he said, Jasmine, sometimes in order to grow, you have to subtract. Hmm. And that's what you did. That's what I did. Right. Yep. And I think it's easy as an entrepreneur to feel like we have to take every opportunity that comes to us. And I think as a business owner, you learn that like there may be some moments where you're like, listen, I, got, I don't have nothing coming. I'm just right. going to take it. But right. as you grow and scale in your business, you get more confident in what you do, the service delivery, yep. how you manage clients, your processes. Then you can be able to be like, oh. That's actually not in alignment. We don't do that. I'm not going to do that. We're focusing Mm -hmm. on this. Here's our goals for this year. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. um, I think it's awesome that you had the wisdom and foresight to know that like, uh. And I had a good friend that I talked to before I did it. And, you know, just to kind of 
just give me another perspective, but that their perspective was the same as mine. And so it was like, yeah, you, and you, you know what you need to do. You know what your gut is telling you to do. It's just, are we going to do it? Let's talk about that really quick. Let's talk about the importance of community mm-hmm. as you're building a business, especially when you're starting out. I have a good mix. I have some friends that are like, work for the government and they're, you know, grinding to security and when I retire and I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, girl. And then I have <laughs> friends that are like all in entrepreneurs, some foot in, foot out. Can you share about how important community has been for you, especially in this kind of entrepreneurial space that you're in? I think the majority of my community has come through this experience. During my PR consulting days, I definitely had people that I met that I don't really network with now in the space of camp but they're people that the relationships that I have and the people like one person that I worked with when I did PR for love nightclub he's now the head of marketing for a big bourbon brand right so that's a relationship these people now that I'm working with are people that I met through this opportunity and um you know something as small as running something by my audio engineer like yo what you think a text like that's important and just having that positive reinforcement but then also having somebody to say "Mm, I don't know I'll be honest when I say I believe my community is lacking in the space of mentorship so I have to go out and pay for it which I don't mind doing at this point I also sometimes feel that I am more of the one that is giving what I've learned and back to the mentorship I want to have someone that can tell me what they've learned but I know it's coming You know, I think God brings everything when it's supposed to happen and it's in its time. You know, I don't know if I was ready to have a mentor and all that stuff because I didn't know what the heck I wanted to do, you know. So now I'm in that space. Like I said, I'm about to sign up and pay three thousand dollars for this really amazing opportunity and see what comes from it. So community is vital. And, you know, I think just and it's not just a business community, you know, like I have my good friend from college, my roommate from college who I was just with a few days ago. And it just felt so good. One of our other friends turned 40 and we all went to dinner and we went out afterwards and it just felt so good to just like be with my girls, you know, and just chill and not think about work and not think about the kids. So like you have to have those moments as well, but it still, it goes back to what do you need and understanding that and understanding who you are, because if you're not sure in that, then you can't really seek what you need in a community, right? Like, and what is community? Is it everybody you know? Uh, Maybe not. Is it the people who help lift you up that you can learn from? All right, now y'all, don't forget to connect with Shades of Content on Instagram at Shades of Content and with me, Patrice Camo, at Patrice Camo. And also be sure to rate this show, leave a review and subscribe because that's actually the only way that we're gonna grow. I'll see you next week.